the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Just open up your eyes and join me Cause I've been living in the sunshine Having such a nice time Sipping ice coffee as the world dressed by me Living in the sunshine Having such a nice time I won't let the stresses of the world define me, no It is the thought that counts, right? It is. It is, in fact, the thought that counts. That was a revelation I had just earlier this week. It's the thought that counts. You know, the little expression we've heard when people's gifts are sorrowful and pathetic, (laughs) especially little kids. When little kids make, you know, gifts that they actually made, my mom and I watched a TV show called Squished. <laughs> I didn't even know there was such a thing. It's about Play-Doh, like invention. I, I loved it, but it just reminded me of the creativity of children, especially at this time of year, the most wonderful time of the year. Remember, we talked about that last week. So I'm looking at it now from this concept of the gifts, especially kids, right? But what about the adults? Is it the same when it's an adult gift, is it really the thought that counts? Now, here's the thing. My producer, Todd, had no idea of the theme of my show today. He had no idea that the theme is it's the thought that counts when it comes to gifts, right? So we've got these gifts that we get and even give, and many of us actually, mm, I've concluded based on the shopping that I've seen out there Most people, they really are not thinking about that person. How do I know this? Um, Because I feel, just based on observation, most people go into stores to save face. Ooh, that's kind of heavy. What nerve? That's kind of judgmental. Yeah, you can call it what you want. It's about the person that receives the gift and how they feel. So like Todd had no idea how much I love Christmas ornaments and like I was so bedazzled I couldn't even get past anything in my like mind because of what he had done for me. I didn't ask him for that. Moreover, it was a surprise. I didn't see it coming. On top of that, I didn't expect it, right? And that's how sweet little baby Jesus was. That's what I thought about. See, a lot of times around this time of year, just like last week when we were talking about fruitcake, mm-hmm, we get a little diverted about the season. Jesus is the reason for the season. How do you have Christmas without Christ? I don't get it. I mean, even at one point, they said Xmas for the people that wanted to exile Christ but still have the occasion and the celebration. Christians, how did you let that happen? I don't know. Somebody might have the story. Connect with me, Lorraine, at what? Online, kpraise, kprz.com, or email me at connect at lorrainecarroll.com. Now, I was thinking about this, it's the most wonderful time of the year stuff, and 
listening to my Christmas carols and thinking about all the parking lots that are extra full and how I don't want to be in them. I didn't even want to run in and get some medicine for the sniffles. I mean, because it's that bad. Hey, by the way, the shelves are empty. So in the meantime, I thought about why the panic? Why are these people in such a frantic about impressing people that might not even care? Oh, now this is getting a little touchy. Yeah, that's what I thought about. Caregivers, you know, they call this the caregiver show. A lot of little nicknames, but that's one of them. The caregiver show. Okay, there's tons of caregiver shows out there. I happen to tell somebody here, there there are tons of caregiver shows, tons of caregiver podcasts. So what's the difference between this one and the others? Uh, that's for you to decide. My opinion, I am about the caregiver and the caregiver's wellness, the caregiver's life, the caregiver's mental management, but most of all, the core of caregiving from my experience being Christ. See, a lot of people have a testimony, if you will, and everybody's testimony is not about Christ, let me tell you. Caregivers go through it, especially during the holidays. Why? We don't get to do what you get to do. Was that a lamentation, Lorraine? Slightly, a little. See, I don't get to do the Christmas cooking, Christmas shopping, and while you're complaining and wailing, I'm probably changing bandages, diapers, and giving out medicine. And Yeah, okay, you don't want to go into my 100-plus things. That's the whole purpose of the show, one of 100. Someone asked me recently, I don't get it, what's the one? Ah, that was the point. That's the reason why the show is called One of 100. See, the reality for caregivers, as I had some additions to my list this week, <laughs> while people are making wish lists for Santa and they're writing down and checking things twice and Santa's going to see all the, yeah, okay, watch this. Jesus is looking at, are you going to be able to handle this list of duties and requirements that I have for you? I had to remember, I, I'm a caregiver, and to whom much is given, much is required. My list is long. And if you haven't listened in a while, yes, I've had some additions to my list of duties for my mom, for whom I care. Yes. So now, like I told her, the average is running a good 264 now. 264 things per day? Yes. You don't believe me? Contact me, and I will share with you how, how it happens, what happens? Are you ready for the what happens? I don't think you are. If you think you are, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. You can find it right there on KPRZ.com. So this is the thing. One of 100, one is put God first. Seek the Lord first. Seek first the kingdom of God. If you put God first, everything else will work out. While you're putting God first, my favorite part is he puts you first too. That, that's just how God works. He really does. You seek his will. You seek his kingdom. That's what he said to do. The Lord's Prayer, remember that one? Matthew 6? Yeah. It's in another part of the Bible too. But the Matthew 6 one is really easy to follow because everybody's all excited. Jesus had fed the thousands of people. You know, that's one of the most famous stories for the Christians to use. But some people get a little lost in the translation because they don't realize 
it was all at the same place that that conversation happened about the Lord's Prayer. The disciples had seen the miracle of this this big feeding of the masses, and then they were like, man, how does this guy do it? Yeah, we want to be like that. Because they already had decided to drop what they were doing. I call it the stop and drop for caregivers and take care of what Jesus asked them to do. What did he ask them to do? Follow him. He said, follow me. Now, some people took it and they literally ran with it. I think about the fishermen the most. I've seen some pictures this week of uh, pictures ooh, around the world of fishermen. There was a great catch this week. I just I couldn't stop looking at it. I thought it was fake. I thought it was some type of technical, like, I don't know. It, it, just, it just seemed unreal. And I said, wow, there's a fish that big? And then somebody could pull it on, like, a boat that's small? Yeah. It made me think of the types of fish that maybe the fishermen, like Peter and James and John, like they were catching fish. They were fishermen. And Jesus was like, hey, come with me. I'll make you fishers of men. And they did. They followed him. They stopped and dropped what they were doing to follow, watch this, a guy they didn't really know much about, but they had seen his work. And, well, had they? Go back and check. Had they heard about him? Mm, That's for you to look and see. If I sit here and teach you the whole Bible, there's no curiosity left for you. Neither is there any challenge. So once you look at it, let me know what you think. Because I figured this. Somebody tells me, hey, stop what you're doing and just come follow me. I'm like, eh, no thanks. So how did I end up in this caregiving piece? I told you the story a long time ago. My grandma, my grandma, who had a lot of authority in my life, who I treasured and loved and adored, she's passed away. But 22 years ago, she called me and told me, hey, your mom has had this massive stroke. And she had a tone as if it was unto death. 22 years ago now. And she said, you're going to have to come out here. And I told you, I thought that meant come see her in the hospital and, you know, do the right daughter thing and. Then I heard the second tonation of, no, you're going to have to come home. That one meant stop and drop what you're doing. Come take care of your mom for who knows how long, but stop your life. Stop what you're doing. I did it. 22 years later, here I am still caring for my mom one day at a time. Why? Because I obeyed the Lord. See, This is the Lord's doing. The work that I'm doing for my mom, it really is. And when I look at that list of the things that I do, some of it's mental. And actually, I told you, I made a list one day out of frustration. All the little things that I do in the course of a day for my mother. And then what about me? Oh, no, I haven't even gotten to my stuff yet. So what is it? How is it that I'm able to do all of these things? I've determined it's all by God's grace, his goodness, his power, his love. I've got that list too. But the one thing is to seek the Lord because I would not have made it 22 years in caregiving. Now, I don't know about the other podcasts, but on this show right here, one of 100, that one is to remind you, Jesus will. He will what? 
He will give you what you need. He'll supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. He will provide for you. He will protect you, defend you. I could go on and on and on. So whatever it is that you need today as a caregiver, whether you take care of someone that's ill, elderly, even infants need care. Has anybody heard about what's going on with the babies in this country? Uh, Yeah, people forget. There are other types of sicknesses, diseases where people need care. I saw something on the news, and some caregivers were rewarded. And I was excited because I heard the headliner, and then it was people working at the hospital. And I said, oh. And sometimes people forget they're caregivers, too. It's just that as a caregiver that takes care of someone at home, I'm not at a hospital. I had to be reminded and humbled, hey, there are different types of caregivers out there. Some people get paid to be caregivers. Some don't. I didn't get paid uh, for like many, many, many years. And by the grace of God, the Lord has blessed me now. And how has he blessed me? Well, I can tell you about it. Email me. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com, and I can share that information. When you plant the seeds of righteousness, the Bible says, you reap righteousness. In other words, let's translate it for the listener. Hey, I did the right thing by coming to take care of my mom. Coming from where? All the way from Georgia. Yeah, I'm a native of San Diego, but I was going to live my life in Atlanta for the rest of my days according to my plan, according to my will. However, I yielded my will to the Lord, and I said, okay, I'm going to do this. Very similar to what the disciples did. Now, what's that got to do with Christmas? Jesus is the reason for the season, right? Right. Because even at Christmas time, it's our job. Christians, it's our job to do a couple of things. This is our pinnacle season. This is like our Super Bowl of the year for Christians, The World Cup is going on right now. That's what Christmas is like for us as Christians. This is it. What do we do? We do demonstrations. Now, I haven't seen any Christians perform any miracles recently. (laughs) Hey, that's just my life. I'm sure that that's going on somewhere. I just haven't seen it. I'm talking about the Christian perform the miracle in front of me. Haven't seen it in a while. Maybe if they explained it, okay. My perception, I haven't seen it. If you've seen some, you know what to do. Email me. I want to hear about it. Maybe we can talk about it. In the meantime, we've got Christmas here in front of us. So what do we do, Christians? We show love, and we get to give gifts. Now, the history of this gift-giving, it gets complicated, but at the same time, it's simple. The whole gift-giving concept started in Matthew 2. So this is the cool part. A lot of people, and people get a little nervous here, brace yourself, don't realize that the three wise men, yeah, they weren't Christians. (laughs) Did you know that? Yeah, a lot of people don't. Uh, A guy named Herod, who happened to be a king, he sent them out on a mission. Ooh, okay, it gets kind of juicy here. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, because he was the king. He heard about some other king that's supposed to be raising a roof. Yeah, that's a secular expression, but yeah, literally. He did raise some roofs later and do some things uh, in the earth. But nonetheless, this King Herod guy, he wanted to know. So he sent these magi. Oh, did you hear that? Let me say it again. Magi. 
As in magician? Yeah. Same root. Really? Yes. Same root word, same people. Ooh, it gets a little interesting now, right? Right. Because these guys actually went to see, where is this king? That's what King Herod wanted to know. Hey, where is this guy at? Yeah, let's get rid of him. I said, he's got to go. I'm the king around here. Now, if you want to read the Bible and read the rest of the story, I encourage you to do so. I'm telling you. Just start in Matthew 1. So when you get to Matthew 2, you understand why this guy, Herod, was nervous. Not only was the king nervous, but uh, these guys that were uh, sent by him, they became a little nervous too, in my opinion, when they realized (laughs) in whom presence. Notice what I said, the possessive of whom. They were in the presence. Oh, watch this. Hey, grammar check. They were in the presence of the present. Ooh, that's kind of deep. Yeah, I did it on purpose. Did you catch that? These three wise men, also known as soothsayers, magicians, um, some people even call them prophets, but their powers came from another source other than God. So people went to them, considering them wise in that time. And so did Herod. He wanted to know, who, who, who's this king? And when they got in the presence of that king, the whole story changes. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Not only did they get in front of him and the story changes, he, he who's he, that, that Herod guy? He said, go to Bethlehem, okay? You can read it for yourself because uh, he called those wise men in, told them, go to Bethlehem. Now, if you know the story of Jesus, you know he was born in a little town called Bethlehem. Well, he said, and look for this young child. And when you found him, bring me word again. In other words, uh, modern day translation, let me know that you found this guy. And then he says, so that I may come and worship him also. Wait a minute. I'm confused, right? Because when you read the story, um, I I, I thought that there was this whole thing about killing the babies. And wait a minute. I'm confused. Well, most people are. They miss this part. What was the purpose of the king trying to send the magi? His purpose was to get rid of this potential king. Why? Uh, well, you let me know why. Connect.LorraineCarroll.com. We'll talk about it. So this is the coolest part to me. The guys went out, the Magi, and uh, in the meantime, there was some other business going on, right? So this angel appears to Joseph, the father of Jesus, to be. Some people call him the stepdad. Hey, family is family, Right. And he said, look, man, get up, take the baby, the mom, get out of here and go. And I'll let you know uh, what's next. Because in the meantime, there's this guy named Herod. He's trying to kill Jesus, the baby. So Joseph did what he said, and and there went that. Now you read the rest of it, because there's some prophecies going on, meaning prophecies that came in, in fulfillment, in fulfillment of what? what had been prophesied by Isaiah 
in the Old Testament. So anyway, just keep reading. You'll figure it out after a while that Herod felt like, wait a minute. I thought I told you to let me know what was going on. So, hey, they said, look, we went over there um, and we ended up having an exchange. In exchange for what? What you told us to do? Yeah, we actually recognized the power of this guy and we ended up giving him gifts. Oh, wait a minute. So is that where the whole... It's the thought that counts? Well, yeah, because the Magi were sent out by Herod. Now, this is my philosophy. Those guys didn't leave out with the gifts, the frankincense and the gold and myrrh. Why? Because they were going to check out some things. But how is it that they ended up with gifts? That's the part I I just I never understood. Well, they ended up with the gifts because... Those gifts represented certain things that were for Jesus specifically. I'm confused. Well, there had already been prophecy to set it up about the purpose of the gifts. The gifts were to bless Jesus, the new king, and they represented something. Each gift represented what the purpose of Jesus was. It was a custom. Oh, okay. So the customs were what? To give gifts to a king? Yeah. To give gifts to not only a king, but the king of kings. So you mean to tell me magi, these magicians, went out looking for the Messiah? Uh Uh-huh. Because the Jews had been in anticipation of the Messiah. And it had been prophesied. I told you, you can read it, Isaiah 9, Isaiah 12. You can read it. In the meantime, so they get there and they recognize, whoa, power. When you give gifts, let the gifts have purpose. The gold, the frankincense, the myrrh, each represented purpose for the king. For this king in particular, my favorite part is the myrrh because the myrrh was the gift that represented what happens at death. Did you catch that, Christians? The myrrh represented that this king was going to die. They brought him gifts that were in conjunction to his purpose. Yeah, it is the thought that counts. So when you give these gifts this year, Are you thinking, hmm, (laughs) yeah, this will do, yeah, and just get them that. Mm, Yeah, they don't care. Well, do they? Hmm. Most people do care. It's about how you make them feel. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that wasn't for Santa's ho, 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 no. Are you Santa this year or are you a Christian? Well, let's think about it. I'm a good little Christian. What do I do? (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I just got that at the dollar store. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. I got to (coughs) go. I got a bad cold. Yeah. I'll see you as soon. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Oh, wait a minute. Is that what you do to fake your gift? Because you didn't really think about it. It didn't really mean anything. 
you were just trying to act like you cared or just trying to do the right thing um, because it's the right thing to do, right? Well, it depends. What's your motive for the gift? Is your gift to represent Christ? Is your gift to make that person remember Jesus is the reason for the season and to make them feel like a king? Because that's what the gold was for. The gold was to present to the king what he was worthy of. So when you present people gifts like my producer Todd did today, he even had a speech to go with it. I loved it. They call me Sweet Lorraine around here. It's a story behind it. But he gave me cookies. And guess what? They were in an ornament. I mean, how cool is that? Now watch this. Todd, from his heart, thought of me, gave me a gift, and had a presentation. The presentation being what? That there was significance in the gift. So, yeah, it is the thought that counts. When you give gifts this year, even if it's not a tangible gift, make sure you give from your heart, first of all. That's the first thing you can do as a Christian. One of the greatest things we have to give in this season, the season of Jesus coming into the earth, is love. This world is in a deficit of love. Love covers a multitude of sin. Love conquers all. Love wins. Love works. Let's do that, Christians. Make sure that you give a gift that has some representation of Christ. Christ represents love, the ultimate sacrifice. Him coming into this earth, the whole purpose was to die. The whole purpose was for him to sacrifice his life for your sin. So Christians, remember in this season, it is the reason that we give gifts because Jesus, our Savior, our King, born into the world to save mankind for its sin. So yeah, it is the thought that counts. So make sure when you give those gifts, intangible or tangible, do it with love, the love of Christ. You're listening to One of 100 with Lorraine Carroll. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.